you'll come that wisdom. We're only singing, I think it's the wisdom one. It's the wisdom one. Yeah. Yep, yep, just those two. Next verse, the wisdom verse that you had up. I thought, yep, that one. I'll come down. No, just this one. Just this one and that one. The first one and the wisdom one are the only two on this one. Be sure to put it up right away. Oh, come down. I knew the first words, but that was it. The wisdom from on high. everything else and come back and work on this one one more time. When it's the pause. I want to make sure I do that really
was looking at you because I can't hear your voice at all. So I was like, are you actually singing? Then we end with the first part of the Just one.
made me go lower. It made you feel so that you just survived it. and go through the O Come Emmanuel song. Thank you. 
make sure the words for that second verse get up there real quick. Good morning. It's great to be here today. Amen. Merry Christmas. Some of you. <laughs> Got to get in the spirit, right? Yes. In Psalm 63, it says, Oh God of my life, I'm lovesick for you. I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary and seek more of your power and drink in more of your glory. For your tender mercies have met me in the morning. And I praise you and I love you, God, with all my heart. Daily I will worship you passionately. I'll sing your praises. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. I like that. And I overflow with praise when I come before you because the anointing of your presence satisfies like nothing else. Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to worship the Lord this morning and just sing to him, exalt him, because he is worthy. He is so worthy. Father, we thank you this morning for ministering to people's hearts, for touching us, for challenging us with your word. We thank you for your love, Lord. We thank you so much that you sent your son for us. We give you praise and mighty, and mighty thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen. to 
going to be reading a portion of the Christmas story to you this morning that's found in the book of Luke. And it begins with verse 26. And it says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. Of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, considering what manner of greeting is this? And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great. And he will be called son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. And in, now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is how now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Amen. Oh
You may be seated. Reading from the Gospel of Matthew, beginning in verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take for you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sin. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. And when Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife, and he did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. He called his name Jesus. I was wondering if you would just bow your heads with me this morning. Lord, as a congregation, we, we come before you this morning and we thank you for sending your son. Thank you that he came, was born as a man and lived sinless and died for us that we could have relationship with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I thank you that through your son, we have life and life abundant. I thank you, Lord, that you provide for us everything we need for life and godliness. So this morning, on this Christmas Eve day, we receive from you what we need. I thank you, Lord, for filling up in each person what they need this morning. That there's no lack with you, that there's more than enough. So I thank you for meeting us as we gather this morning that you're here in our presence. You're here with us. You're here with us because your name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. And we thank you for that. And I ask, Lord, and, and I ask that, you, that the congregation would pray with me. I ask, Lord, that there would be peace on the earth, that you would bring peace, that the Prince of Peace the ruler of all nations, the God who sits in the throne of heaven would bring peace to the nations. And we especially pray for Jerusalem, that there would be peace in Jerusalem. And we ask you, Lord, all of these things in the wondrous and precious and holy and righteous name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. So this morning, I want to get you aware of some things that are happening. Don't pay, don't pay any attention to those people going up on stage. <laughs> so this week, today, tonight, at 4.30, we have a very special service. It is 
uh, almost an hour long, maybe a little less than an hour at 4.30. And I'm telling you, it is so special. You are not going to want to miss it. There is such um, really cool things planned for tonight. And it will end with a candlelight service. So we're looking forward to meeting with you tonight at 4.30. And then this week, we don't have anything going on this week at at the church. But next Sunday night, Pastor Mike and I are going to be here on Sunday evening, on New Year's Eve. And if you want a blessing for your family, you come and Mike and I would love to pray over you and bless you for the year to come. Does that sound good? Very good. And so um, this morning, uh, we have an opportunity to give to the Lord. Every Sunday we come and, and we bring from our, what God has blessed us with and we give. And so we, there's an opportunity to give in the box in the back or online. You can do any of those things. But beyond that, this day, every year we take a Christmas offering for somebody or something outside of us that will go out and is really going far this year. It's going to the nation of Israel to help in the, with the orphanages and the hospital and that. And so if you want to give to that, there's actually an offering plate in the back. And if you write on um, an envelope, Israel, it'll get to them. And so our special Christmas offering is for Israel this year, this, yes, this Christmas. And so uh, let's, <laughs> sorry. So can you pray with me over the offering? Lord, I thank you for the gift and the giver. And I just ask that you would bless it and that you would just be in it. And I ask that you take what we give for Israel and you send it to the people who need it the most. We thank you for that and we praise you and we just love you this morning because you're so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. We have a special um, presentation or whatever you want to call it um, to do today. It's the, the name of our skit is called The Big Announcement. So we want to take you back in time to when Mary finds out she's going to have a baby. You're supposed to be Casey the camel 
Why are you dressed like this? Well, I told my mom I was supposed to be a camel, but she thought I said camel. So you dressed like Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast? I tried to tell her, but she just kept saying how adorable I was. Okay, well, I guess there were candles back then, too, okay. <laughs> Don't worry, God will handle that. 
that Mary would give birth to God's son. And Joseph and Mary believed what God told them. We got married, and shortly after, Jesus was born. Just like God had said. And this is what we look like. Just like that, welcome to the stable. You're here early. Did you have a hard time finding the place? I mean, in a few hours, it's gonna get mighty crowded in here. And there was a narrow road down there and it was like full of people. So did you find your way through that road or did you come this way? It's been so full of people in this area because of the census, you know, and 
If you go right through that door, you'd find the innkeeper, and he's going to be busy with his family getting prepared for all of the guests that are going to come tonight. But in here, it's quiet. See the cows and the chickens? They're out in the courtyard out there getting their daily exercise. And the couple from Nazareth haven't come yet to bring their donkey. And if you look up there, there's a window right there. And, and there's a window over here that, that goes to the side street. We need ventilation in here, you know. But at night, if you look out that window, just beyond the courtyard, you'll see this most unusual light in the sky. And it's just beyond the field, just right outside of town. Oh, wow. And... Oh, yeah. Over here, there's stacks of grain and feed for the chickens. In just a few hours, a really nervous young father is going to come in, and he's going to rearrange them and make them to be the most comfortable place that his very pregnant wife could sit. And much to their surprise, she'll do a lot more than that. She's going to have a baby right here. Whoa. And over here, these bales of hay, they're for the larger animals. And just in a few hours, right before the couple comes, the innkeeper, he's going to have his son come out, and he's going to tend to putting hay here and there, and, and some in this, right here. Oh, take a good look at it, folks. This piece, we're going to be singing songs about someday. A manger. It sure doesn't look like much. It's just some nails and wood pieced together. It didn't take an amazing carpenter to build this. It actually probably was just the innkeeper. He got some old nails and he hammered it together with the scraps of wood left over from the build just a few years ago. Sure doesn't look prepared. Not one bit. Yeah, in a few hours, a very tired young mom is going to wrap her baby, the most important newborn of all of history, and lay him right here so that she can get some rest. Sure doesn't look ready. Not it, not at all. And the city out there, they're not ready. There's this political upheaval and the religion of the Jews is being used as a weapon with, from the Jewish leaders and, and the Roman authorities and our world. It wasn't ready. And Mary and Joseph, they knew something good was about to happen. But how could they be prepared? Nevertheless, God himself was born right here in this place. Yeah, in a few hours, Mary and Joseph are going to journey, and they're going to end up knocking on the innkeeper's door, and they're going to ask, is there any place for us to stay? And he's going to look at them, and he's going to tell them, every room is full. And Joseph is going to slump his shoulders and turn around and look at his very pregnant wife. And that innkeeper's going to look, 
and see his slumped shoulders and his worried look and watch as he turns and says, but is there any place we can rest? And I imagine the most important word of all of human history being spoken. He said, yes. He said, yes. He wasn't prepared and he wasn't expecting them, but he opened the door and he let them in. And that's all that it took. That innkeeper gets a bad reputation, you know, for turning them away. But I actually think the opposite is true. He didn't have any place for them to stay. And the one place that he had wasn't even prepared for them. But he did open the door. And he let them in. And let me just say, the rest was history. And you and I, we're kind of like the innkeeper, don't you think? This Christmas season, has it been busy and stressful? How about your whole life? A little full, a little crowded, too hectic for you? But all he did was open the door. And God was just looking for that. He was just looking for a yes. See, one of the greatest pieces of the history of the story of Jesus' coming, it wasn't that. It was that they weren't ready, but he still came. Just amazing, isn't it? And all he wanted was the yes. And so when the angels, they came to Mary and said, you're going to have a baby. And she wasn't the least bit prepared for that. She said, yes. And when Joseph, when the angels came to him and asked him and said, go ahead and marry her. It's okay. And you know what he said? He said, yes. I think God saw something different and something more than we saw. It was very unconventional way of doing things. Yet maybe he saw a little bit more out of that innkeeper too. The innkeeper had the opportunity to say no. But he said yes. And that's just what Jesus is doing today here. You don't have to be ready. He's just looking for you to open the door and say yes. So what does your unkept, unprepared stable look like? The one thing I know is that Jesus is ready to take that space and cause there to be a miracle that comes out of it. So what do you think? Do you think that he can change the world you and I live in? How about in your life? Can he do something miraculous in your life? Or how about mine? I say yes. Absolutely yes. Say, say greetings to somebody. Say Merry Christmas. 
Say hallelujah. I'm waiting. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning that we can gather together to celebrate the birth of Jesus. We just rejoice. We rejoice in the miracle of his birth. We rejoice, Lord, that you came. So incredible. So incredible. We thank you, Lord, so much that you gave your life for us. We bless you and praise you. Amen. Amen. We've shared together in singing Christmas carols and watching the children perform listening to a drama about Christmas, all of those things. Now take a moment and stop and consider about the miracle of the manger. You saw Rebecca share about the manger, and it was truly a miracle, that birth in a stable in Bethlehem. That scene in the manger, it was so powerful. But it raises all kinds of questions about the miracle of Christmas. Who was the baby lying in the manger? Could he really be who everyone says he is? What if he is? In John's Gospel, we read some verses that describe beautifully the miracle of the manger. In the beginning, John 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. He was in the beginning with God. All things that came into being, they came through him. And apart from, apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Then down in verse 9 it says, that, was, that which was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens everyone. He is in the world, and the world was made by him, but the world did not know him. He came unto his own, and to those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, 
To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to as many as believe on his name, who are born not of the will of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And then verse 14, And the word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. The big question that we have to answer in our hearts is identity. Who exactly is this child that we find lying in the manger? Could he be who he claims to be? Consider for a moment the miracle of the manger and the astonishing claims that are made regarding this child. Into the humblest circumstances, Jesus was born. His mother was an ordinary girl named Mary. His birthplace was in a stable in a barn. Small barn in an obscure little town called Bethlehem. Jesus came making astonishing claims that centered on his identity. He claimed to be sent from God. He was the son of God and he said he was even one with God. The angel announced to the, that the baby who was coming in Luke chapter 2 said, For unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus claimed to be the bread of heaven, the living water that alone can satisfy our hunger. Jesus claimed he had the authority to forgive our sins and to offer us freely his grace and mercy. He claimed to be the way, the truth, the life, the resurrection, the only hope of escaping God's judgment, the only path to eternal life. Jesus claimed all authority in heaven and earth. And he promised all of these things for us. What do you make of such radical claims? What do you make of Jesus saying those things? Well, some people would ignore them altogether. Think you'd agree? Some who are very respectful of Jesus, but they don't really want much involvement. Like Islam teaches that Jesus is just one way to God. Many people admire Jesus from a distance. But that's all. That's all. The author C.S. Lewis in a book explained that with Jesus, he didn't leave us much in terms of options as to what we would believe. We can respect him as a good teacher, but his claims leave no room for that position. Even though it might be a very popular position, Jesus didn't allow that. He only, really, really only three claims we could, or three options we could have for the claims of Jesus. One is that Jesus is who he claims to be. He is Lord of all. Or he made those claims knowing that they were false. And that makes him a liar. Or he made those claims knowing, to thinking they were true, but they were really false, which makes him deceived. When it comes to the astonishing claims made by Jesus, there's only those three choices. Only those three. Which one are you going to choose? What if he is who he claims to be? What if he is who he claims to be? Wow. He claimed all authority in heaven and earth. And he promised to return and judge the world. What about this child born in Bethlehem? What if his claims are true? Think about it for a moment. Think about the awesome implications of them being true. 
What if there really is someone who knows your name, who knows when you're awake, when you're sleeping, he knows everything about you. What if that child in Bethlehem really is a miracle in the manger? What if Jesus really is who he claims to be? If he is, then you and I have a decision to make. It's a matter of eternal significance for each one of us. When we decide about this child born in Bethlehem, it not only determines our eternal destiny, but it affects our, our daily lives. If he is who he says he is, then all of his promises are true, and he really can wipe away our sin, take away our past, take away the burdens of our guilt. He really can bring us new life. If he is who he says he is, then all of his promises are true. He can give us a whole new reason to live and fill us with his love and his, and his joy and his peace. It means, that's what it means if it's true. You believe? Ask yourself that question. Jesus put it this way. He told his disciples in Matthew 16, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they said, some say John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and some others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, he asked them, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. How will you answer that question? Is Christ who he claimed to be? Are his promises true? Are you, do you believe? Yeah, I, I think, I think sometimes we don't understand the important impact of that question for our lives. You really stop and think about it. I was destined for hell in judgment. Born in judgment. And Jesus came so that I could be set free of that if I believed in him, if I took him as my savior, if I trusted him. When we consider that this child born in Bethlehem on that night is really the Lord of all. And it changes some things in our lives. It changes our eternal destiny. It changes our hope in our life. It changes us. It's a miracle of God coming in the flesh. Mm. He lived among us. And he came not so that he could send us to eternal punishment, but so that he could save us. Set us free to welcome us into his family. He became a man so that we could become the children of God. Remember what John writes in his gospel? John, we read the verse, verse chapter 1, verse 12. But to as many as received him, he gave them the right to become the children of God, even to them who believe on his name. If you open up your heart to Christ, if you open up your heart to the Savior, you will not be disappointed. He prepares a place for us, a wonderful new home, where we will spend eternity, and He changes our daily life because we believe in Him. I think it's incredible that God would send His Son as a man to save men from their sins. That Jesus would even consider becoming a man to save us from our sins. I think that's an incredible sacrifice.
But in John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world. And this is a different translation. For how much that God loved the world. He gave his one and only son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. Yes. The greatest gift ever given was Jesus. When you open that gift, it's just for you and me. You will find everlasting life. Healing, wholeness, peace, love. He gives it all. He died so that you could not only be healed, but whole in every way, body, soul, and spirit. He died and suffered your grief. He took the judgment that was my my destiny, and he changed He took it and he gave me his destiny, which is life with the Father. Hmm. He's provided already for my every need. And as we delight ourselves in him, he gives us the desires of our heart. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? And it is. Don't be like the child that sees a Christmas present, looks at it, thinks, well, that's pretty nice, but nah. That doesn't really sound like it could happen, but he never goes near it or even cares about it. But don't be like that. Get filled with excitement. Get filled with anticipation. Rush over. You don't even have to wait. Amen? It's already there waiting for you with your name on it. New life in him. He is waiting with wide, open, open, with his arms open wide to you. Jesus. Jesus. God is calling each one of us to believe. Maybe you need to believe in Jesus as your Savior. This morning, maybe you need to find him as the gift given for you, your Savior. Maybe you need to believe in Jesus to fill you with his Holy Spirit. So powerful. Maybe you need to believe in Jesus as your provider. Maybe you need to believe in Jesus as your healer. Maybe you need to believe in Jesus as your comfort. You need to believe in Jesus. I believe. I believe. Do you? Let's pray. Father, we thank you today that you gave your son Jesus for us. He came as a baby. It's an incredible thing to think that, that the God of the universe would, would agree to become a baby, a human baby, to live a sinless life and to die so that I could have fellowship with the Father. I was totally lost until Jesus came, until that baby came. There was no hope for me, but through Jesus Christ, I can find salvation and life eternal in him. I praise you, Father. Thank you so much. The plan of the ages you set forth, it works. It works. Amen. Amen. Dan and sing with us.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hand in your heart this morning. The King of Israel has been born. And he has given to us his peace, his life, his joy. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that you've given to us everything that's necessary for life and godliness in Christ. You've given to us everything we need to be what you want us to be. And so the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. There's some presence somewhere for the children. <laughs>